0: Never felt nervous or I mm, never got, you know, uh, just, I yeah. never until that. That's the only time in my life I've met Prince. I've met. I, I was at a loss for words and I have a lot of words.
1: So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Welcome back to Gamble's Green Room. I'm your host, Mike Gamble, bringing the people you need to know with the stories you want to hear. On this episode, we are joined by... An international legend. He is originally from the Bay Area of California. If you don't know where the Bay Area is, now you know in the U.S. Born in L.A. though. Born Born in in L.A. LA, though. Okay, I did not know that. So he's (laughs) representing the whole West Coast of California. Mm -hmm. Born in L.A., but from the Bay Area. He's been a staple and a pioneer of the hip-hop and street scene in Sweden for over three decades. We'll put it that way. He is not only a pop funk master, he's also a musician master producing with some of the great names over in Sweden and in the U.S. and everything. Got some names under his belt. We're going to get into all of that. And not only that, he's my big bro. He's an expat like me. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do. Give it up for Mr. Damon Frost in the house.
0: Hey, hey. what's Mm -hmm. up, Frost? Nice to hear your voice. That was cool where we just got from. Yeah. Wow. Hey. I'm still unpacking.
2: <laughs> so Frost and I just uh, over this past weekend, we were in Malmo, Sweden hosting. I was hosting and he was one of the judges for uh, one of the largest street dance competitions in the north of Europe called Hip Hop Weekend and Malmo Dance Week. And it was fire. Wow. It was so fire. The amount of... <sighs> Love, energy, passion, and just good energy. You know, a lot of times at dance battles, it's a lot of ego in it. And so many, so many of these battles, it was uh, breaking, popping, locking, house, hip hop, and kids and showcase. And throughout the entire weekend, it was just love from everybody. And some solos brought us to tears, some competition brought us to tears because that's how much fun it was. But we're going to get into that in a little bit. But Mm -hmm. that's why we're so hyped right now, because it was just... Yep, yep. And then the after party. Woo! Now that's an after party. (laughs) That. That's an after party. Yo, you could not stand in that room without sweating. Okay, so Frost and I also did a lecture a couple weeks ago in Stockholm at one of the performing arts schools, and Frost was telling what how the word funk came around. Yo, that room was fong- Hey, witness all aspects of being <laughs> funky because that it was by your it was so yo, uh, Stu and Luke and wow, uh, what was what was the third DJ's name? Uh, I Did, name. Yeah. DJ, dude, the range of flow of the, okay. Okay. You know, what, we're gonna come back. Let's just reel it in reel it in because we could we could talk about that for two hours. <laughs> by it, so. All right, so dude. let's start back at the beginning. So I didn't know this. You were actually born in L.A.
0: Yes. Um, Born in Los Angeles, uh, 1965. uh, Left there uh, with my mom when I was four, when my parents separated.
2: Mm -hmm. And went up to Oakland or San Fran? Uh,
0: Well, uh, well, all around California, uh, Pasadena, Altadena, Alhambra. um, But then uh, Hawaii. What? And, <laughs> Wait, yeah. you lived in Hawaii as a kid? Yeah, yeah. For how absolutely. long? Off and on for eight years in Kauai, Oahu, and Maui. Hapahaule. Yeah. So, and then the Bay Area, and then Berkeley. Berkeley, hopping back from Hawaii to Berkeley. So, yeah. You think you know someone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. So, how was it? Uh, so, you were in Hawaii
0: for eight years. Off and on. Off and Off on? Off and on. Yeah, yeah. But how was that? How was the? Uh,
2: what's? How can I formulate this question? How did that formulate your childhood years into your adult years with the uh, different cultures, the different music, the different sound? The Even though Hawaii mm-hmm. is part of the states, it's still very much Polynesian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, what was interesting for me uh, in the uh, Polynesian Polynesian context was that the fact that uh i come from the mainland mm-hmm. and a lot of people aren't feeling people from the mainland because they got screwed just like everybody else got screwed right so there's a uh, documentation of the backwards ass deals that were signed to royalties when land was basically stolen from them mm-hmm. Bas- you know like the misrepresented values, crooks, bankers came in, it was, it was messed up. So a lot of the uh, native Hawaiians and the, the royals, at least they don't trust the mainland at mm-hmm. all, at all. So here I am, uh, someone, so the uh, not a pleasant term to be called from the mainland. They call uh, white people call haoles. So, but the fact that I am closer to a lot of the native Hawaiians in complexion, mm-hmm. it's like, like I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere, I'm, a, I'm, I'm cool, people like me, and I'm not one of them, and I'm not one of them. And uh, how this affected me is that I felt accepted for who I am while also being an outsider. Mm. So a lot of that mentality I kept with me when I go to high school, the fact that I'm not the sports dude, and I'm not, and I'm finding, I feel comfortable within myself after the trials of hopping around from school to school in Hawaii and having to meet new people and fight people and all that, yeah. you know, that, and then to get a good rep on the island. So once you're in, you're in. right But every time you move, you have Thoughts to go over. through the same procedures, so mm-hmm. so. Uh, but people uh, look after me, and 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 that's cool. So I, I felt accepted. But I uh, so the tricky thing about Hawaii. So uh, a big part of Hawaii's income is the tourist industry. So they rely on the tourist industry uh, a lot of uh, for a lot of the, the economy to come in. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're not liking these outsiders coming in and thinking they own this place. So it's, it's tricky. So watching that and also myself coming out of the civil rights movement, I see similar things. I'm like, Mm. they're, they're experiencing the same thing. So, um, yeah, I, I, I find a space that is my own and, and I am, uh, I get comfortable within myself and I'm, the the happy outsider and that's kind of been my outlook on life (laughs) (laughs) i'm you know i'm just watching i'm here here. you may see me but i might not be here or vice versa you know so yeah so that's how it helped formulate me in my my upraising years definitely nice
2: then uh another layer to that as well if i'm not mistaken is that you are also you have a Jewish background?
0: Yes, yes, yes. So my mother is Hungarian Jew. So she was born in England. Uh, my grandmother is Hungarian. Yes. Wow. Um, so was international. Singvesh, from the start. Yeah, I, yeah. I I, uh, I I I jokingly say I'm, I'm a Nazi's wet dream. You oh. know. <laughs> so this is like. <laughs> so I don't. I don't want to push any wrong buttons here, (laughs) you know, but Uh, anyway, uh, you know. (laughs)
2: Bro, this is my space. You can say whatever you want to say. If they don't like it, they can turn it off. (laughs) Wow. Uh, So did that, uh, did that have an effect of you? you? Did that have an effect on you in your
0: childhood as well? It was... No, no, very unorthodox. Mm -hmm. Like my, uh, my, my, my dad is from Louisiana. His folks moved to California, uh, in San Diego. So mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's Cali It's funky. It's the late sixties and seventies. It's, 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 it's all cool. Mixing. Yeah. Yeah. Like the fact that, you know, my, my mother's white, but she, she looks like she could be from the middle East. Mm-hmm. So people don't, uh, nah, yeah. it, like it wasn't, and and I, I, I didn't walk around with anything, uh, giving anybody an indication that I was uh, by blood Jewish, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not in any way pressing, pushing the religious aspect for right. at all. So, you know, people just see me as, the, you know, they don't know that.
2: You know, and that's that's an interesting thing, because I've said this to a bunch of people for a long time growing up to help get them to understand that as a dark skinned person, no matter what, no matter what, you can be the nicest person, you could be an angel, you could be God. The first thing that they see is your skin and they make assumptions already by that, versus, uh, and I've had this conversation uh, about diversity with people of, uh, you know, uh, a person who is uh, homosexual, whether they're gay, non binary, or mm-hmm. bisexual, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a secondary factor yeah. Oh, because, yeah. because you can't see that. Your religion, yep. whether you're Catholic, uh, Christian, Hindu, Buddhist, yep. but that, that secondary factor because they can't well, see. Remember
0: the job applications, the school applications, you, you only had three choices, Yeah, white, black, or other. Later, there was a couple more, but basically that's like the, like I mean, male, female, white, black, or other. And, like,
2: and, and then why do you need to know if I'm white, black, or other versus just and again, and this goes this goes to that uh conversation of well we hire the best person for the job and it's like no you think you do but all of those uh predetermined yeah. biases those underlying biases yeah. are already there because embedded
0: yeah yep absolutely those, those the layers to that onion are very thick absolutely gosh yeah i just i've i've seen enough of that and and uh, a lot of times the fact that um it's like a term I understood much later when people were talking about coding mm-hmm. uh. <laughs> like, and how big, So, so the fact that my mother is literally English and she speaks like the Queen's English, and I speak the Queen's English in the hood, like this is hilarious. So you can just imagine, <laughs> you know, like uh, like in school, I'm I'm just different, but I notice that because of. Like maybe a certain breadth of my uh, vocabulary will get me into other conversations where people are like, "Okay, you're not like other people that look like you," and it's like, "What are you saying?" It's like I I've, I've felt mm-hmm. like ever since I was a preteen that I'm an ambassador trying to shed l- light. Like, uh, no, we're all the same here. Don't you know? I've 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 seen this for decades. So yeah, did yeah. You-
2: the, the the phrase, "Oh, you speak so well! <laughs> you have you have a really great grasp of the English language. And you, You're so smart, <laughs> Bruh. The again, the multi layers of this is it's not even a rabbit hole. It is down to the center of the earth and back again that we can just go down. yet
0: yeah, you question yourself. Well, why wouldn't I be? But, you, Should I not speak good compared to who?
1: Right. And that's, wh- that's the thing. Who,
0: who else do I look like? Are you, am, uh, which, which, which file, you know, which compartment, which, which, which tag are you, you know, what's my heading right. for you to put me in this thing?
2: By what standard yeah. are you judging this on? <laughs> yeah. But a lot of people don't understand this because they can't live the mm. life because they don't have that scarlet letter, so to speak,
0: that. Yeah. If if they didn't get the memo. If your upbringing didn't raise you for, excuse me, who are you to ask me? Yeah, like if that conversation never happened and you kind of fell under like some great influence, if you didn't have yourself power, you will go on a merry-go-round. You will you will be on a roller coaster, an emotional roller coaster ride. Will you searching your part of the pie, the i your identity? Mm-hmm. Who, in, if you don't have some strong people that instill some oh no excuse me like if 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 you don't call it if you don't mark your boundaries respectfully yeah if you don't know how to negotiate that conversation if you haven't been prepared for it you'll be taken on a wild ride bro the, the the mental
2: the mental fuckery of that so that whole situation that you're talking to, like that you're talking about, like you said, if you don't have a support system or a strength system surround surrounding you to elevate you through that, a lot of people go to some dark places and they just don't know how to they just don't
0: know how to get out. Uh, and that's the trap, because the reactions from those dark places is the evidence. See, there you go. You're doing it. Yep.
2: We we knew that's where you. That's that's why we were. That's why we're so concerned. We expect this of yeah, you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: We've seen this before. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's what uh, Billy Porter when he won was that two years ago. Yeah, 2019. Billy Porter won. George Porter. 1960. No. Who? 1960 no, 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 Billy 61. Porter. The the the, the, okay. the, the musical the, uh, actor, musical theater singer from uh, Kinky Boots, and now he's on Pose and uh some other shows when he won the emmy i think it was 2019 and part of his speech was it took it took years to of all the vitriol that was spewed at me to understand that i belonged and that you couldn't have it's just like you don't understand the the imagery and this goes again to that representation the imagery of what you see and the expectations that people have of you just because you look a certain way and for so many years, you start to believe it because it's just repeated to you. It's just thrown at you. And then you're like, am I it's the crazy the one?
0: program. Yeah, yeah, the programming. We, you know, so, so you think the TV guides, yeah. you know what I mean? That's like you watch your program, your mm-hmm. program. They're not called programs for nothing. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what are you supposed to be Doing and where, you know, you see somebody that look like you, you identify whether it be the Cosby show, mm-hmm. uh, good times, or that's my mama, whatever, you know, you identify with people that look like you and that's your program. Yeah. And then there you are. It's, 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 it's interesting. And depending on whatever industry or state you're in, and whatever happens to be pushed in you know, what's being spun f- for you, you know, for, for the people g- g- going to um, absorb and digest the stuff, mm-hmm. you know, it, it could it could be anything. Yeah. You know, so whether whether uh, coonery being normalized to uh, to black pride, depending on some some legislation and, and some people in that state that knew well enough that to put that positive image forward, it's like, you're taken on a ride. Yeah. As yeah. you said,
2: programming, because it's not only about <laughs> what you see yourself as it's how the other people are taking in this information as well. Once again, uh, resubstantiating these. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Which came first? (laughs) And that's just the surface, y'all. That is literally just the (laughs) surface. But what came first? Music or dance?
0: Yes. (laughs) Great answer. Great answer. Yes. There, There there is no difference. Don't tell anybody but there's no difference. It is the same thing.
2: Yeah. So what was, so let me put it this way. Which instrument did you utilize first? Which instrument did you find first? Was it your voice? Was it your body? Or was it the motor skills on an actual instrument?
0: I, my my dad could sing mm-hmm. and I would try to sing. And when I was going to uh, my grandparents' churches and and trying to sing, like I just wasn't, getting it and I sing the wrong note at the wrong time, the wrong word, and you'd get the look. <laughs> and, and, and it was like, well, you know, and so I understood somehow that maybe my voice wasn't it. And then <laughs> as my voice changed and started to get darker, you know, my dad would sing. He, he's, he's a big fan of the OJs. I was mm-hmm. at Felipe Wayne, the OJ Spinners uh for top these days and he could sing and so when i would try to sing along with that, he go oh baby 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 <laughs> baby don't no baby don't sing baby don't sing,
1: don't <laughs> I'm sing. To laugh. so so i know I'm so i had laugh. to like uh, I was
0: like, uh, like, <laughs> like you know so so that that knocked my confidence out so so later i became a rapper so this is like much this is i had some work to get to get over to hear my, to allow myself to like to hear my voice, but dancing, uh, when it comes to the music stuff, Mm -hmm. I found dancing before I found the drums. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I've been trying to do the James Brown ever since I was four, you know what I mean? And all all that, you know, I, you you know, we grew up to Soul train and all this. Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm watching the Jacksons, the, excuse me, the Jackson five trying to have my fro just so <laughs> my all the stuff, you know, and I'm trying to, so 1975, I'm 10 years old. I'm really trying to do the robot. I'm like, really? Locking was a little too difficult for me to grasp in the, in the, in the short little bits that I'd see on Soul Train. Like, mm-hmm. I did, and then it'd be gone. It'd be like, oh, what? There's, I can't, it, the, the, I couldn't get enough material to formulate a little repertoire mm-hmm. from it but robot i'm like oh i could do this you you know this was happening slow enough and simple enough that i thought i could in, embody this robot uh, no pun intended so <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so so, so uh, dance first for me yeah dance first and then yeah i started to to, to get a, a little dance reputation a little name for myself in like 79 80 81 like a little one like in it locally and and um and i was proud of myself and my friends were proud of me and it was the the junior high and high school talent shows, talent shows? yeah yeah and 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 i have like my first dance partner it was a guy named danny wyatt who who's a fantastic uh mastering engineer grammy uh award-winning uh mastering uh, engineer. Matter of fact, the last person who recorded Curtis Mayfield uh, alive, like amazing. But but he is he's a a, a white guy, mm-hmm. and we that was my first uh, dance partner. And my parents went to see it, and people were screaming. It was one of those Beatles ah! moments. <laughs> so I got the I got to feel that. So it wasn't until I was twenty five when I was like, I really need to learn how to play the drums. I have to get I need to understand these rhythms and stuff around around the time that I was starting to produce music Mm -hmm. and trying to quantify what is it that I like so much about this song so when I make it like I get the same feeling like why is this funky and why is this not funky trying to figure out what the actual components were to make it Happen, yeah so so music much later in that regard but i was loving music yeah but i wasn't daring to play it Mm -hmm.
2: with drums was it was it like a siren that was calling to you like that's the rhythms are the ones that versus versus like the
0: brass or the keys or that's exactly what happened so um so I I know a lot of music, mm-hmm. and oddly enough, uh, that's where what my memory prioritizes. Like, I can't tell you what I ate the day before yesterday. I'm not good with calendars <laughs> reminders and this, like this. But songs, I could I can give you the rhythm sections. I could put, go into I it's, you know. As you, it's if if we say a song, we, we start singing, and then we know the backup parts, and we know the, eh, 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 uh, we right. you know, you know this, this the sequencing of it. So I I would say that I had it in my mind's ear and heart first, and then I was uh I had a couple of triggers. So trigger number one, I was asked to do a dance show with my partner. Uh, mm-hmm. At the time, his name is Richard. Uh, his dance name is known as uh, Bebop. So Damon and Bebop, these these two names were synonymous. Mm-hmm. If somebody would say my name, they would say his name and vice versa. So we were like this duo. And uh, uh, we were asked, invited to do this thing on television uh, with this big band, jazz band. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Boogie Woogie jazz band, excuse me. And... It's like, will you be able to dance? it? Come on! Like, it's it's beats. What do you mean? Like, right. You know. And uh, the person's name was Charlie Norman. He, uh, God rest his soul, fantastic uh, p- piano player. Mm-hmm. And his drummer was Ronnie Gardner. Ronnie Gardner just so happens to be like one of the drummers of the Nicholas Brothers. And he introduced me later. So this. That's guy, how you got your intro. Ah. So we did this um, Number And within the number All the other musicians You know Drop out Breaks down mm-hmm. And it's a, and the drummer is doing a drum break So Ronnie's playing while we're dancing Holding the beat But every time we did anything He would accent these things Like sound effects At the same time he was holding the beat I was like how is he doing this? It was like, you know, you do this and go. he was on it. He would, you know, and sent chills down my spine. I was like, wow. So I already had certain rhythms that were like embedded. And then I got this trigger. I'm like, I need to know how to harness this. I need to be able to uh, repeat and create this at any given notice. So, so, So I don't need a a PA system necessarily in order for the people here. I need to embody this. So whether I'm stomping and clapping or screaming or dancing, that I'll always have this on call. That's how I'm thinking. I ask him, I go, I have an idea for a show. I.D. Fashion Magazine was being introduced uh, in Sweden. Mm -hmm. And there was this big fashion party. And... We were asked to perform there. And and so I asked Ronnie, I got this idea. I've got this funky song. And I'm thinking that maybe you could play the drums to it. And like we did before on the other gig, we lower the rest of the music. And then it's just us dancers and drums. And he goes, well, shouldn't be a problem. What song are you talking about? I said, the name of the song is Jungle Strut by Gene Ammons he goes Jug I go no it's Jungle Strut by Gene Ammons he goes Jug Gene he goes no 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 that's Gene's nickname Jug that's my cousin of course I know <laughs> and I was like <laughs> like okay he goes send me the version you have of it and it's like okay he gets the music not a problem. He nails it. We do the in the show, same things playing along to it's just magic. The music goes down, it's the dancers and the drummers, it's just stripped and the magic happens again. And then I was like, I can't let this go. I need, I'm like, Ronnie, uh, would you consider teaching me? Because I was like, all my drummer friends have been drumming since I've been drumming since I was three, you know, like. (laughs) <laughs> and, 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 you know, and I was like, maybe, I don't know, maybe this is too late for me to start, and, you know? And I and I asked him, what did he think? And he goes, well, what do you want to know how to play? And I go, funk. And he goes, yeah, yeah. And then what does that sound like? S- sing it.
1: Mm.
0: And I go, boom. 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 You know, so it's like, uh, cools back uh mm-hmm. for, and and there's a funky ink version of it and and he goes so you have the music in your head i go yeah and he goes do you know how to read music nope taught me how to read music and then it just it got me the the rudiments mm-hmm. uh got me practicing the right way and taught me how to teach myself and i and it's just like I the, Sky the most invaluable thing yeah yeah and and so I've, I've been there ever since and 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 i tell ronnie this too it's 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 just and when he gives me the lessons he goes okay uh he's writing on a piece of paper where i should go in the morning okay meet me at such and such a time and he starts writing down the street and f-j-a-r-d i say are you about to write fjard he goes, yeah. I go. That's the street that I live on, Ronnie. <laughs> he goes, theater number six. And I'm like, I'm 24. He goes, we live on the same street. Listen, <laughs> universe, just putting it right there, serendipitous. I was like, I was like okay, I, I, I hear you. I, I okay. And one and one time, so he didn't let on that he knew the Nicholas Brothers. He goes, who are your favorite dancers? And I go, the Nicholas Brothers. She goes, ah, oh, okay.
2: Hold on. So for those of you who maybe not know the Nicholas Brothers, <clears throat> look them up. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> normally, normally, I would give a description. No, look them up. Do your homework. That's what I'm going to say. This is on you. If you don't know who we're talking about, you need to do your homework right now. yard and
0: Harold Nicholas. Mm-hmm. So royalty, as we know. Royalty. So one day he says, "Hey, Damon, what are you doing?" This is like a year and some odd since he asked me this question, so I have no chance of of connecting the dots.
2: By the way, why don't
0: you meet me? Which Which city are you in now? Stockholm. You're in Stockholm. You're in Sweden. Okay. Yeah. So he says, uh, yeah, you want to meet me at uh, uh near Mosabaka, the, this, the, uh, a place where they have a lot of uh, events related yeah. to jazz and stuff. And I go, sure, go there. And there he is. Hey, Damon, I'd like to introduce you to, to Harold. And Harold, I'd like to introduce you. And And I've met a lot of famous people in my life, and I've never felt Nervous, or or uh, never got you know. Starstruck, uh, or just yeah. never until that. That's the only time in my life I've met Prince. I've met other people. Harold, but this I, I was at a loss for words, and I have a lot of words. So <laughs> <laughs> I was I was at a loss for words. I didn't. I was seeing a superhero right then. That, that, that blew my mind. Was Harold living in Stockholm at this point? No, no. He just happened he, to be in he, Stockholm. He happens to, to be in Stockholm, and he has a lot of friends uh, here since, because evidently uh, the way that Ronnie had described this to me, so he'd moved here, If, if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe in the 50s. So the the way he was received here so respectfully so cool so it so greatly outweighed the the racial milieu of of the United States that a lot of people moved here
2: a lot of black celebrity artists from the states made residencies in Germany in France in Sweden and there's uh, switch Tina's in Switzerland now, but that was after, but yeah, uh, Billie Holiday came over, uh, yeah. what's her name? Uh, Nina Simone came over, Nina, right? Yeah. Uh, married, yeah, it dude, it because just, w- just the way that Europeans received us, that's why a lot of people came over here as well because they got their career start like stabilized here, even during the war, even during World War yeah. II. Yeah. Before the, it was just like,
0: yeah. And from a, I, what I understand, there was even a wave like that in the Roaring Twenties, with 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 from those jazz musicians, really. Even yeah. So there was even the time when people were relocating from from those times, also being so well received. You know. Wow. And 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 the described by you know. The count bases and stuff. They'd be royalty in, in Europe, and they'd go back home, and it, you know, and just treated like trash. And they had the, you know, they had to sleep in the the shacks in the back. Mm-hmm. You know. So how did you get to Sweden? I get to Sweden because my my first girlfriend in in, in uh, from the states mm-hmm. was Swedish, and so she was living with me in the states, and I got a job in France. And uh, for three months in a resort Val like a, a skiing resort in the French Alps. Mm-hmm. And I, when that uh, work had finished, I figured you know what? She'd been asking me like, come check Stockholm out, meet her parents and mm-hmm. stuff. So I figured, okay, we meet in Amsterdam, and then we catch the train up to the, the Stockholm. Wait, there's and, a
2: wait, 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 wait. there's a train.
0: Oh, AF- no, you know, you, you know, the, yeah, you know, the big Euro world, every, you know, it's, you know, you pass through Germany, you pass through Sweden, you, you know, it goes, you know, I'm, long just, I'm, just, I'm just used to flying
2: right now. It's, I remember oh, yeah. you have the Euro rail, the Euro pass. I did that when I was in college and traveling right. around, but now that flying is everything. You just don't remember that everything in Europe was connected by a train because also in the U S we have no infrastructure system.
0: What, a, what, yeah, what's, what's, what's the name of the the train? What's, what's, what's the trains? Yeah,
2: yeah. But they go along the east coast. They go along the west coast. But get from the east coast to the west coast, it'll take you thirteen mm. days by train.
1: Yeah. yeah okay.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. So you got so you catch
0: the train mm-hmm. from Amsterdam up to up to Stockholm, and you just stay? So I, I yeah. So well, no, because I wasn't intending on staying. Mm. Like I just wanted to check it out. it's it's late 85 it's a record-breaking winter it's literally minus 40 degrees it's cray cray and i'm like oh no (laughs) (laughs)
1: like
0: oh no no this i i remember i've been taking this so so let me let me refresh people's memory on black fashion (laughs) these are the years where black people had shags so you had a little
1: hair
2: it it was the equivalent it was the equivalent of what swedish people call a rat tail or what we call a mullet but it was just a little it was just a little tag on the back of your neck that you didn't trimmed up but you didn't shave it off
0: it was a little patch of hair and right and this hair just by by luck or nature just happened to be the slowest hair growing on your body. So to grow this shag, like everywhere else, it grew faster than this, but just right there, it didn't grow fast. And I take a shower and I go outside because I'm going to go to, uh, do, do a little grocery stopper. And I just hear clink, 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 clink. And I'm like, what? and I realized that my hair had froze <laughs> and, and, And it broke off. And I was like,
1: my shag!
0: I'm like, oh, no, this place. I can't help this place. No, I don't know where I'm at.
1: We're not
0: in Kansas anymore. I don't know what this is. So it took me a little time to acclimate. I stayed hung around (laughs) until summer. And I was like, oh, okay, this is beautiful. Oh, I see now. Oh, and the sun doesn't barely goes down. Oh, okay. Oh, this is nice to everybody. Pe- you know, people lighten up. Everybody right. gets ah, and and then I get homesick for the states. Go back to the states. Eighty six now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I go back to the states, and um, crack has come to town. Uh, the Jamaican posses hit the Bay Area, so it's like brutal murders. Not people are dying. Brutal, you know mm. examples like people strung up trails like graves uh. and stuff. Everybody's packing, and dancer died. So in 1986, it's like, Ugh, you still dancer? You, you don't got a real job? What do you do? You, you, you dance with this was this? And of course, the people that are, are dealing, they they look like superstars, right? Dressed well, so. The shift goes from the dancers being the superstars to not in the course of eight months. Mm. And I was like, wow, there was a couple of talent shows. You go to the discotheques where everybody was, was getting it in, it was, you know, a circle, which would start to form the DJ would stop the music like, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, no, don't, don't start none of that here. It's like, uh, uh-uh. it was just, you know, the, this is that this at the time when you couldn't go into the club unless you had a partner if you're a girl you had to have a, a guy and vice versa just to make it be uh equal yeah so the yeah so for someone to do a solo in the group like uh uh-uh, uh no and when you sit down you no know, you know these couples y'all buy drinks and yeah <laughs> we wow keep that the whole rolling. vibe yeah. the whole life that yeah. changed
2: not even just the vibe the yeah. lifestyle had
0: changed. Well, well i don't remember hearing about dress codes until that you know you have to look so people like in, in bogarts and baggies and and shoes mm. to get it in so it's like no no those you no, you have to you have to you know wear specific attire this is a respect respectable place you can't come in here looking like
2: that is some you know? history that yeah. I never realized. That's why there are quote unquote dress codes at
0: nightclubs because of this era of time. Where it- I don't know if that is exactly when it happened, but that's when I noticed it because I uh, I could go in anywhere because I had a name for myself dancing. Mm. You know what I mean? And and the people like, man, you want to see this? To like, Mm-mm. wow.
2: So what was the club scene like in Stockholm at, the, at this time in
0: 1985-86? Incredible. Amazing. In- incredible music. The DJs were hip. They they had all the funk tunes. There was uh, a lot of international distributors that were mm-hmm. linking people to like the main cities and hubs in the United States. So their ear was on the pulse of of you know, from from everything that was popping in New York to Chicago to mm-hmm. the disco sort of proto house scene to every every type of funk from every place Dayton represent you know the the uh, Cali every, every place DC every eh, just very high quality music. Mm-hmm. High quality music and the tunes, the dance floor killers, the anthems. When the song come up, everybody, oh, this funk was here in big clubs. Uh, Ritz, Alexander's, uh, Alexandra's, um, Daily News, Melody, uh, uh, what was the um, Grand Hotel, like big places. And so it was jumping off. Oh wow, I felt completely at home in the club scene when I got here. I, I wasn't in missing from music. And then uh a strange thing happened though, and that is so a lot of the alcohol is is where of, of course a, a large amount of the income comes from from these clubs. But at first, mm-hmm. the clubs there would be a cover charge out the door, and then they'd sell some alcohol. But what would happen is slowly they started uh the club started getting distribution from uh questionable sources mm. <laughs> from from russian connections from this and they started uh getting the booze cheap and they started to sell it uh you know and so uh for bigger profits mm-hmm. so the dance floor was taking up room. So a lot of the bar spaces w- were made right in the middle of the dance floors. And a lot of the discos became Krog, oh. became more pub-ish. Yeah. And the music went from making people dance to being more background music, like places like East mm. and and where it became like this thing because they were selling and also the um once you start working with the mob, you don't stop working. <laughs> right, working with the mob. So once they got in, once once we'll will you do this, we sell you our alcohol, and we'll keep the money from the coat check to slowly making the way in. Mm. It, yeah, they, they, it had killed the dance floors, so there, there's hardly no dance floors left with, with bars smack dab in the middle of it
2: so back home in the states the club scene dies for uh different
0: reasons slightly like the dancing dies no no not the clubs but the like the street dancing okay sort of thing yeah
2: but you don't have that you don't have that
0: uh
2: quote-unquote arena that avenue for you to get in the states Mm -hmm. so you back in sweden that was your sort of like haven where you're like okay the music's live, the DJ's live, and that slowly goes away. They're,
0: but, but, but at this, but all this time, they're paying us to do shows in discotheques. Ah, like, like so, we're doing like close to 200 shows a year. We're doing show after show after show after show. Uh, my partner Richard, uh, AKA Bebop, mm-hmm. and I, we just up and down sweet everywhere we're just like those guys so i'm feeling very well received even though that happens in sweden as far as the clubs and stuff mm-hmm. it's it's alive and burning in in my heart we're doing shows uh we have dance groups we're mm-hmm. we're performing uh let me see we have a group uh called new position and and for a new position there's a be about myself uh Popsy, who people know as, uh, Cala Dayal, mm-hmm. uh, was in the group and, uh, 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 uh Gary, uh, a Leaf Nuts Beckford, who later goes on to become, a, a, a known as Leafy from Chile and Leafy from mm-hmm. their musical act of mixing, uh, reggae and, 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 and Swedish, uh, lyrics mm-hmm. together. So, yeah. So, uh, so we're gigging, we're touring, we're uh, doing some background dancing for certain artists. We're, we're in the mix. And, uh, and later when we start to venture more, to, to go for some music stuff, uh, some of the people stop dancing, but I keep teaching dance classes. And uh, so dancing is always a part of the equation for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um ever the whole time basically and um when our dance group breaks up uh, remember one of the the members is kala dayal yeah. kala uh popsy uh carl he starts uh practicing with some some people uh into the the boogie the boog scene mm-hmm. and the uh from vesteros and that's how um he forms uh bounce with yeni uh videgren mm-hmm. uh benke frederick riedman mm-hmm. and david Dalmo to become the the some of the 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 core
1: members of this. bounce yeah
0: mm-hmm. and and uh it adds on so later uh not on their first performance uh but on their second performance they asked if i would like to be a company member and I get in and I'm doing and some of the routines are uh, bebops in my routine that had trickled down. So, it's, uh-huh. so 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 when they're teaching us the locking routine, like like, yeah, I, I, I know this actually it was supposed to go like this. and they're Like, you seem to know this. And I'm like, hey, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, uh,
1: you're doing
0: uh, my stuff. Yeah. That's why. But <laughs> yeah. right. so it's it, it, it's all all fun. It's, it's all good. So so I stay dancing, and 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 bounce becomes a household name and phenomena mm-hmm. in, in in Sweden. And we we tour everywhere. And yeah. And so I have one foot in the touring scene and doing mm-hmm. shows and stuff. And I'm also helping a lot with the the music and sound mm-hmm. uh, in the shows. And then I'm also. Teaching and I'm also, you know, like on the battle scene, yeah. judging and doing other things as well. So I've pretty much been active, like the whole time in some regards, seeing my students come up and them start competing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a bull was an amazing thing when uh, when the just a bull organization started. uh having uh, qualifiers in sweden and and this is bridging uh france to to sweden so a lot of the young dancers now see this world cup or super bowl placed where they could try to train to so this is motivating a lot of younger dancers and i've been already touring in france with mm-hmm. the jam on the groove and uh so it's, it's, it's popping, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's, it's, it's no pen intended. It is, it's, <laughs> you know, it, there's, there's a, there's a lot of action. So I never find myself out of the dance loop. Okay. So I'm always, whether I'm teaching, performing or touring, it's always.
2: So what, uh, around what time did bounce uh, formulate as a group are we in the 90s now
0: yeah but ex- exact when uh, gosh I'm, I'm not good with numbers no, I'm, that's better, cool. I'm, 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 I'm better with something I, I, I don't want to uh, uh, say a wrong date, no, but, the, but but you could yeah the only the only
2: reason why I'm asking is because so you got there in 85 86 that was 86 is year you were missing mm-hmm. home you went back so let's say within 10 years you're in mm-hmm. Sweden for the, for this amount of mm-hmm. time, what was the dance scene? What was the street dance scene like in Sweden? So the, as you said, the DJs and discotheques were live, like funk was mm. in Sweden, yeah. but did the, but did the people have access to the dance, any of the dances, or yeah. is this where yeah. you
0: step in or like, well, as an ambassador? <laughs> well okay. So r- r- so people catch the first dose, I guess, around when Flashdance came out. So when people okay. saw Frosty Freeze, uh, you know, Rocksteady, uh. Uh, and uh, that clip with Jimmy Castor's this live version of it's just begun, mm-hmm. this becomes an anthem, and people totally focus on the New York side mm-hmm. of it. So, uh, so by the time I get here, Flashdance. Breakin and Beach Street mm-hmm. had already been showing, oh, so they had, so, so
2: they did have access to those over here,
0: yeah, okay. so whether uh I'm not sure what hit the movie theater or what just went bootleg on v h s tape, but mm-hmm. they got it okay, and everybody was dressed exactly like everybody w- were in these three movies <laughs> <laughs> that was it. You saw Puma tracksuits, it's like, ah, you know, Beach Street. You saw people with, with bandanas and khakis? Ah, breaking, breaking the movie. Okay. You're trying, you're trying to be turbo. Okay. You're trying to, okay, I get it. I get it. Everybody had this. But the 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 level of b-boying or or breaking was mm-hmm. high. So when I first get here, there's crews like I see rockers and mm-hmm. throwdown who are about about it.
1: Really? they're doing
0: it yeah yeah so so w- what i would say is that some of the m- more california funk-ish styles they got like a real power boost from me mm-hmm. being here because i was older than a lot of the practitioners and and like amongst the the premiere in my, in in that scene so i was a lot more advanced and people you know it was already a dying trend it's like oh that's yeah 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 and then like the show show me something and they're like oh uh, <laughs> okay uh like you know like it was it just changed i started getting in everywhere yeah it was like i was like that guy and if you wanted to learn that guy like mm. get him you know pick his brain so yeah oh yeah but it was it was it was already here. And uh, certain individuals like uh, Freeze, B-Boy Freeze, and mm-hmm. uh, like Nico. Uh, Nico, this guy had incredible footwork. When I say incredible, I, I'm not exaggerating. Incredible. So later, when people like uh, Alex Ulmux um, in Shopping mm-hmm. starts having jams and inviting like Ken Swift, Who's like basically uh base like kind of retired, sees Nico and the footwork styles that he's doing, it completely invigorates Ken Swift. And he comes out of retirement, he sees that that these are like older styles are appreciated. Like people are doing footwork instead of power moves as a choice, and it's a mm-hmm. conscious style thing and 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 uh, Kenny gets back into it and and, and there's a uh, reciprocation and there's the, uh, so the B-boy scene was really uh, thriving. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Dope. So, it's really, it's really interesting because like the late eighties, so much happened in Sweden dance wise. It just so happens that Frankie Manning, who was one of Whitey's Lindy hoppers from the Savoy came to, Royalty. What's that? Royalty. Royalty. He came to uh, Henning uh, is a space that had, uh, you know, yeah. the the whole had Lindy Hop scene. And he came. Yeah. And so around 86, 87, that was that time that really, that's when uh, Boog and Lindy and Swing really started to yeah. take off in Sweden at that, that time. So it just so happens, again, serendipitously, universe, you're here at the same time and bringing all this Americanness to over here, even though they had access to it. But now it's all this, it's just like, now Sweden, you're going to do this, which is pretty interesting
0: for being so far north. Yeah. What happens is, is that there's a lot of, like, media stuff smack dab in the middle of Stockholm, like Zeta Mm. TV is out there showing youth-oriented sort of, like, hip-ish thing for the time. There's magazines like Veckel Revine. Mm. That's like sort of like this weekly kind of like teen beat
1: kind of <laughs> ish,
0: you know. Word. It's like rumors, that, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, um, so a lot of people are tuned into these stations, and a lot of people are buying these tabloids, and now our faces are in it. Mm. So people are catching it, like right along with the Vito and Emilio and Grossos now starting. That, you know, to show some other faces and people are starting to recognize us, lo and behold. So we kind of get into um, mainstream-ish media, Mm -hmm. which, of course, spreads out all over the place. I I didn't think about it, but so at the time, so 86, I meet Bebop in England, Mm -hmm. Richard. Uh, Soon after he moves here. And we're dancing professionally. He wants to do dance shows on the street. I say, let's go. So we are literally dancing on the street in Cycles Tory, and we're making crazy money. There's thousands of people in the audience. And they it's we're compensating us. Great. We make money like we we had a wheelbarrow to be able to hold the money like you couldn't carry we had to roll this money out like we made money we made money that would last us most like our our winters were covered from what we could do from dancing when the sun was out in summer we made money yeah
2: so, Gadavrika didn't find you, did they?
0: Pardon? Gadavrika didn't find you, did they? Uh, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I just what were you we saying before? You, you so, broke sorry. up. You, so, you froze yeah, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> so so, but what did so what it happened? <laughs> like during this time, we're like, okay, we're set, we're great, we're appreciated, mm. but we didn't think of the self promotion. That was happening because it was right in the central station where there ah. was the most traffic so people doing programs mm-hmm. people for, just, were like how much did, so? people were coming up to us with business cards could you give us a call we started doing shows everywhere this tv program um uh like thomas yeeling from mm-hmm. mosquito mm-hmm. just people like would, would see us and and you, you can't do better promotion for yourself than someone seeing you uh, uh, performing and, and seeing a bunch of people applaud and it's right. just completely glance. Like, of course, we have to have these guys. Mm. And, and, I, and I got a lot of teaching work. This is just how I met Myra Burdett. Uh, uh, God rest. The, um, and Graham Tainton. Um, uh, tap dance in Swedish. Uh, mm. Dance pedagoger. And so they see us, they're like, oh, of course, we have to have these guys. So like in their reviews, you know, that we would do shows sort of. Um, uh, yeah, that's the word reviews, right? Yeah, Musical yeah. reviews mm-hmm. when you have. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so we were we were getting a lot of work from that. We hadn't considered the promotion of us being at that spot prime time after people returning to and from work just gave us a lot of visibility. So. uh People were were open and they liked how we conducted ourselves um, publicly and business wise, and so we got a, a good name for ourselves. So nice. that 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 held over. Legendary. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. began the legend of David yeah. Foster's <laughs> <The laughs> <Queen's King. laughs> and, and and so just a little side note, so one of the One of the people I met early in in Scandinavia also was Young Steen Korner. So we see Steen battling in the Hip Hop Weekend uh, uh, contest. Yeah, in the popping. So Steen has. I met Steen '86. He was one of my first students here. So for me to be watching and commentating on my student from 1986 and him competing and and making it to the you know to the finals, finals yeah like is just amazing testament oh. also to to steam and 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 his legacy and uh he came over from denmark mm-hmm. and 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 started studying with us and 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 later becomes uh has his very prominent out of control group that's also inspired by the dance pioneers uh, Anthony Edwards from England mm-hmm. and um ooh, uh, names it it's, it's come, they're, they're coming to me they're coming it's to me uh, uh, yeah um, so yeah uh, I'll get back to these after okay run. no I'm, stress yeah.
2: you not now but where were you teaching uh did you have did you have a studio space or were you just street jamming or were you at
0: a school but before the dance schools there was a place uh the um the fitness of the like the the gyms Mm -hmm. would see us dancing and at first, it was the gyms that were saying, would you be interested in having a dance class? Really? Uh, yeah. So there was a place called DJ House mm-hmm. that uh, that was at once uh, uh, having dance classes and aerobic things in gyms all across the, the city. And they kind of opened up like a dance school with different styles. And they had me uh, teaching in there. Uh, some churches we like, he's a positive influence, you know. Good let's yeah, and, and I, was, I was I was connecting with churches and, mm-hmm. and then later um dance dance schools such as dance center, the ballet academy, um uh let me see before it was called DOC, what was it called? Um it's National School, but
1: the university, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. right. Uh uh, the Royal school, the ballet, the, the, uh, the music schools, the, wait, wait, the Royal school, school had you well.
1: here? Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Did it, did it help possibly that you were, cause you were American? Yes. That it was, it's that not, ex, not exoticism, but it's, this dude is from the U S
0: totally. Yeah. So I, I, I could not have felt more welcome. Nice. So, which also made it a bit surreal decades later when um, the cultural appropriation and the safe spaces, like some of these dance plays aren't safe spaces for black. But like for me, mm-hmm. I've been for decades witnessing uh, Swedish people feel real uncomfortable calling themselves street and and me having to be no no it's okay just let's go let's you know to be encouraging uh-huh then for me to start to to even consider how could black people not feel in a safe space regarding hip hop because i thought that this is home yeah so 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 the fact that i'm so welcome here made it my attitude towards things a lot a lot different than the people that came much later and weren't as welcome. I, I realize mm. when, when, uh, when I started to zoom out and starting to understand how people were being made to feel. So, but I, when I came, I I, I could not have been more welcome. Interesting. What do you do? You have a thought
2: on where that? paradigm shift happened for safe spaces
0: for black people in hip hop from you know what i i think about this i have to be i have to be considerate to mm-hmm. others i'm i am one who is hypersensitive to what i think what agendas are being spun for what mm-hmm. so when i see things i'm like no you don't like mm-hmm. i'm not, like i'm really like that mm-hmm. so but I realized that a lot of young people may not be like that. So they may absorb some of the context that may be spun to make them feel insecure with themselves and things like, that. you know what I mean?
2: Going back to what we talked like, about earlier, having that support system, having that strength system to
0: push you through. Aha, uh-huh. Gotcha. So I think that. If I was to come a couple decades later and if I was only if I was to judge my reality on what I saw being spun uh through the media, mm-hmm. I might not be so self secure. Mm. hmm I have to, I, I have to consider it. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. No, okay. So you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So I when I came in like these American movies were super popular. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I was an authentic American coming here willing to to show these like different things mm-hmm. and you know like I was welcome. But then later as maybe the profile for hip hop becomes rap music mm-hmm. and rap music goes less from having a party to the individualist mm-hmm. and and what i'm going through in my struggles and this and and this is what i've done and this is what i can do mm-hmm. and to the whole how outrageous you can be saying you know things and life imitating art
1: mm-hmm.
0: i depending on where you come into this, this ride will definitely have you going down some different paths. Like I remember when I was, we were talking about this before in the lecture. Mm -hmm. So in every movie, everybody in Sweden are dressing like that era, that Mm -hmm. movie. So when blood in blood out came, everybody had khakis and their lumberjacks and it was just like that, you know, you know, when, when fame is happening you know okay all the chile Chilenians are, are are pulling their hair back and they're and, and they're identifying with jesse yeah you know there's like everybody it's like every movie everything and they get their roles and who the people they most identify with. to yeah. be, identify with you know you start to see this happening and so i'm watching it i'm like Really? So i uh, so one of the first places I move when I get here, I'm house sitting and uh, a place in Tansta. Mm-hmm. And at that time, they go, ooh, that's the hood. I go, really? That's the hood. Right. And so I like because I'm from in the Bay Area. I lived in the waterfront. That's an industrial area, And that is considered a hood. Hood. Mm-hmm. You know and so when people tell me this I'm like okay 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 and I go to tensta and to me it looks like our national state park <laughs> it's gorgeous there's lakes there's forest there's trees I'm like which part of this is yeah. the hood they're like no you're in this is and I'm like okay and I realize that some of the for for people coming in from other countries they put a lot of them in these areas so it becomes project ish frost but, uh, it's gorgeous dude it looks like the, it looks like it looked like tilden park in the so, i'm like this is beautiful so I, moved, what I, I think go ahead i'm sorry and i think that when people move there started to feel this, I thought that they fell into character because I thought that the this was imposed on the movies, the dealers from the hood. People start talking about their struggle and that struggle started to ha- it started to happen. In it those manifested. Areas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It manifested. But I don't remember it starting like this, but people locked on to the program and also the romanticized gangster villain, mm-hmm. this, that whole res, re, re, um, respect pyramid and mm-hmm. uh, like this. And people fell into place like they did this because it was normalized. And I was like, wow. Just like we talked about earlier, and, and, that programming. And that, that and, and, and really, that is my take. And that's not mm-hmm. to say that these situations aren't real because they they became real. Right. But did it have to be there? From I didn't see why that had to be the case. Right. I see that people fell into the, those roles. Those roles.
2: And that's what I was going to say. When I moved to Gothenburg in 2009, it was the same thing. People are like, where are you from? They're like, Philly. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm from the hood, too. And I'm like, really? Where? They're like, this place called Engred. And I'm like, okay. And I go there and I'm like, homie, You live in the forest. Like, literally, you live in the forest. If you want to see what a hood is, you can come back to New York, Harvard, Connecticut, Philly, Detroit, Chicago. Like, I could take you to some real hoods, and you're not going to feel as uh, hoodie as you think you are, because also, you're in Sweden. I get it. I get it. It's because... And this interesting thing. This is also an interesting dichotomy that in the states, the hood is the inner city, and then the money goes to the residential areas outside of the city, where it's the opposite in Sweden, where everybody wants to live in the city, and if the further out you live, the more "quote unquote" hood it is because it's cheaper.
0: And let's it's just, talk uh, about the word the urban tag. Yeah, urban hip hop, urban music. You mean suburban? Right. Or urban. What are you doing? Monsell
1: <laughs> Monsel
2: says the exact same thing. So if the people move out to the suburbs, is it now suburban music or is it urban music? What is the context of you saying urban or something like that? So it, so it goes into the whole mentality of, yes, because you live in the ethnic majority area or the ethnic minority majority area. Let me say that read one more time. The majority minority ethnic area, that's the way I want to say it, doesn't mean that you live in the hood or that you are hood. Now, crime happens in the middle of the city all the time as well. But it's not just the people that come from the suburbs into the city doing it. It's people that live in the city that doing as well. So try not to fall into these roles, these mental roles of, oh, I'm from outside the city, so I have to play. I have to be a badass. I have to be more street style because that's the role that happens here. It's such that programming that you were talking about earlier, because even when I move, they're like, dude, uh, do you smoke? I'm like, no. They're like, really? You're from the States. So I'm like, not every person from y'all watch too many movies. <laughs> That's what
0: I got here. Literally, I go to Stockholm and people that I've never met scream to me from across the street. Yo,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Hello, yo! Yeah. <laughs> hi, my name is Damon. Hi, hi, you know, how <laughs> you doing? I'm good. Why are you here for the bitches, right? I'm like, I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't use that word. Right. They're like, oh, okay. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing social work now. I'm an ambassador. I, I realize <laughs> this. Like, okay. And they're like, "Where are you from? You're from New York?" No, uh, uh, I'm from uh, I'm, I'm from California. Oh, so you you banging in L.A. Like, side. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no. I hate to I, I hate I, to I, laugh I, at it,
2: but Frost, when I had my fro, you know, sometimes I had it blown out, sometimes I pull it back. I can't tell you how many times I've walked through the streets and someone goes, "Rasta," I'm like, "Nope." <laughs> no.
1: Um.
2: Or I ha- or I would have my Ghana visor on, uh, with the black star on it, and then what what the go on, man? I'm like, nope, you're not gonna do that. We are not doing that right now.
0: That is, you know, but I, I I it's it's funny, but I know it it comes from a loving place. Comes, that's the thing, because cause I know <laughs> that. Okay, so I get so so this is so, uh, Susie, my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. the 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 reason why i moved to sweden Mm -hmm. um her mother had a picture of harry belafonte in her wallet that she carried with her Mm -hmm. she loved harry belafonte susie when when like with with reggae music she was just like love bob marley everybody when bob marley came to town people bowed their heads. That was like royalty. Mm -hmm. So I know that it comes from a loving place. But still. But
2: But still. It's like, you can't approach me again. But again, this goes back to a conversation we had earlier about... You know Michael Jackson?
0: (laughs) You know Michael Jordan? Have you met Tyson? No? You sure? I'm sure. Is he your cousin? Okay. (laughs)
2: no, like, no. But again, it goes it goes into that surface layer of what people see you as wearing this skin.
0: And again, it's- or their reference to what who they've seen wearing that skin. Right. On On social media. Yeah. Oh, gangster.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yo.
0: The fact that I didn't say yo back to the, this was like he's not saying yo back to us. Like, yeah. <laughs> what uh, you know? You don't talk like they do. Who you know? Yeah, Aren't, but you're from the states,
2: right? Like, I've I've, I've seen Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Don't have, doesn't everybody talk like that? <laughs> like, y'all watch way too many TV TV series and movies and music videos. Y'all, what you need to do is you need to travel and see the real like. I understand where your mind is from, but this is hilarious to me for multiple reasons. Yeah. And again, yeah, it's, not, it's not a bad thing. It's just what you have. No. As, again, as yeah. you said earlier, Dave, your reference material. it's programming programming. You've been yeah. programmed to think this is what it all is. And this is why going back to that conversation about representation, representation matters mm. of what people are fed to not only yeah. what I see myself represented as, but what other people see me represented as. That that's how they interact that will
0: yeah that will also influence you yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 california ah Baywatch. Yeah. <laughs> why are you here why are you here why are you in Swedish it's beach is beaches ah, mm, that that beach is this big yeah like really
2: it is not that clean either just so you know <laughs> Uh, that is, that is a one that is a funny thing. Cause I moved here from LA and we were like, oh my God, it's so sunny there. How'd you move here? I'm like, I grew up on the East coast. I grew up with four seasons and I love four seasons. So for me, Gothenburg is like home. It is, I have spring, winter, summer, and fall. I don't need sun every day. They're like, but it's so dark here. And I'm like, so go over there. They're like, yeah, but my family's here. Then stop complaining to me about what you want, and what you don't want, what you can't do. Because it's just, y'all just need to just live life outside of Sweden and just enjoy
0: You it. know what I realized? I realized that, remember I was telling you I was moving around a lot mm-hmm. with my mom. Yeah. I realized how this had conditioned me to think that life was bigger than the place where I was because I had all this. And when it came time for me to move, I had been moving so much that it was like, I could consider this. It wasn't (laughs) like I was going into uncharted territory. It wasn't like, but, and at the same time I got offered this job to dance in France, which Mm -hmm. got me over to Europe in the first place. The same time, standing next to me was Lonnie Green, uh, aka Pop Tart for yeah. those of you in in the Boogaloo world. He got the same offer as me. He didn't go. I went. I stayed. And he's and he's like, I, he tells me like, I my whole life I could have <laughs> it could have been something else completely different. Yeah. Like you know, and but you it seems next near to impossible if you've only been in a certain area the the question marks the insecurity the Mm -hmm. difference from outside of your normal routine seems so scary alien for anything that the risk and the fear so what are these people like of that the Klan is there, you know, like, <laughs> right. you know, these all your insecurities manifest when it comes to you being outside of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. surroundings and routines. So moving to another country, I realized that when I got here, I'm like, there was almost no other Americans like it, it was an odd spot. I could count them on one hand. Mm mm-hmm. You know, sooner England visiting the Americans. I was um, one of the few, and I and I I thought about like, why is that? And I'm like, ah, because everybody's so feels so secure in their surroundings, even if they're unfavorable to them. But mm-hmm. still, that's better than than the unknown. The unknown. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So I was a lot of people scouts. They're like, "So how is it? Yeah, there? what does you know?" I realized, oh, okay.
2: A lot of family and friends ask me that too, and I'm like, "Come visit, come visit." That's the only that's the only thing I can tell you. I can't describe for you my experience. You just have to come and experience it. So then, so we've talked a lot about the dance. Uh, your
1: your
2: uh, how can I say? It? Yeah. So let's go into the music side of it. Okay. So you're sitting in a studio right now. Got all, I see the keys behind you. I'm sitting on a synth right now myself. (laughs) Yeah. So you, okay. In the back of my mind, I want to say you, is it a Swedish Grammy or an actual Grammy?
0: Swedish Grammy. I was nominated in 2005 for a Swedish Grammy.
2: Talk about
0: it. <laughs> Tell the people. <laughs> Wrote a little song about You're, it. Like the hit Here hit you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, let me see. How does this is start? Okay. Um, a, a gentleman by the name of Ayodele Shikoni, who we call either Ski for short or Dele.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he's His one of the first people. I,
1: exactly,
0: Shikoni. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, uh, He's one of the first people I meet here. He's mm-hmm. the first person that took me to the free suits that got me in contact with, um, I see rockers and throw down. Mm-hmm. And it was him and little Dayal. No. These were the first people I met here. So of course their good friend is Quincy QD three, the third. So um, no,
2: don't know. That's Quincy Jones, little son.
0: Speaking of fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's who uh, who wrote the theme for it. The theme it. song, right. The intro. Yeah. So so what happens is um, one of the first touring hip-hop acts was uh, called Freak Out. Uh, and Eva Williams was managing her. Her nickname was Boogaloo. And uh, Cherno, Popsy, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh Ski... And um I I believe a gentleman by the name of Mark 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 Allen. he mm-hmm. yes, was doing robot and stuff. That they and what and, and, one, and a, a couple other people that I, I, I can't remember the names. There was a, a young uh guy that, that had some um some some uh some um physical difficulties that were also breaking and doing mm-hmm. things. So anyway, they, they'd been touring. So uh, when I get here, Ski was already making music. So he had an Atari computer that was sequencing an Akai uh, S1000 sampler. Mm-hmm. and 808 and a bunch of records and had literally copy and pasted loop tape segments of this tape and going around paper towel rolls around the room to make loop like it was happening. Mm -hmm. Like people were inventively making music. Um, QD3 had a sampler. He had just done, I believe, one of his negotiating premises for doing some of the soundtrack for uh, Stockholm's Nacht. Mm-hmm. was that he get this Akai sampler. So he had a sampler, which which was, you know, these things were expensive at the time. And so I'm watching these guys do it. And I'm, it, me uh, and the groups I'm involved with, I'm doing dance shows. So I need uh, music for the need shows. music, right. You know, so I would have all the music, but I'm like, I want you to take this part and I need it to be this long. And mm-hmm, and Ski mm. would graciously do whatever I asked him to do. He was really nice about it until I think finally, I think, I'm not sure. I think maybe I had a frustration for me always asking him <laughs> and for me to understand how hard it is to to like, you. Know, he would let me borrow bits of equipment. Here, you you try it, see what <laughs> happens. With you. you know, and 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 I'd go in and I'd come up with things that I thought were interesting. And he's like, you know, you know what, you 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 have something here. I'm like, think so? And he was like, yeah, this, you know, you could do this. And I, um had been working with my, my dance partners, uh, Gary Beckford, Leafy mm-hmm. and, and Bebop, who's English. They're both English. Uh, Leafy could chat because he was like a Patois, mm-hmm. uh Jamaican DJ, you know, MC. So toasting or, you know, what they call DJ. It's yeah. not cheeky, jigga DJ, but it's like being the vocalist, uh, in the Jamaican, uh, vernacular Mm -hmm. and uh he's like we could form a group damon you could do this you can rap you're american you have (laughs) you can do it and and they would do so we formed a group and it was called magic e and i don't know why it was called that name Uh, (laughs) uh, so but there were people like de la soul that were doing things that were different Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, well, they can do it. We can do it. So we weren't trying to sound like them, but it just gave us license to be. And since I was the authentic American, it it lent some type of credibility to any. Well, he's American and you can do hip. He's he's American. He's, you know, it's all good. He's American. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, then, okay. (laughs) So we got signed and uh, and that kind of got me into it. Mm-hmm. And then I started producing it and starting to understand formulas and I've been obsessed ever since. Mm-hmm. So when Aaron and I get together, Aaron Peary, mm-hmm. it's it, it's like a creative explosion between us, like musically, his MCing ability i was like rapping a lot and my musical ideas and his music like when they when it came together under our group name uh Herenade, it was everybody that heard it was like whoa what is this and it got a lot of traction mm-hmm. and um the the label that had signed us uh juggling and the person who owned the label uh Matt's Carlson, known as DJ Mad Mats together with uh, his partner P- Pio, uh, they had like good distribution because they were in with all the DJs around. Mm. So um, that um, Oh, I need the backup. I'm, yes, I'm sorry. So this is this is uh, 2000 and mm, I. St- Two thousand one, two, somewhere around there. That's mm-hmm. when we're maybe even maybe even earlier than that. Maybe maybe late nineties. That's when I'm, me and Aaron are hooking up and we're doing hearing aid stuff. Before how did you, how that, did you
2: and Aaron? How did you and Aaron
0: link up? I heard Max Carlson, Mad DJ Mad Max, mm-hmm. played me a cassette tape, and I was blown away. I'm like, he's here. He goes, yeah. he's here. And, and and he goes, and this is a freestyle. I'm like, no, it's not. He goes, oh, yeah, this is a freestyle. I'm like, dude, I know what a freestyle is. Like. It's, it's not, this, is this is written in rehearsed. This is not. He goes, no, nah, no, nah, watch this. So he plays a song, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and out. I'm like, see, he knows exactly where the choruses are. I'm like, this is not a freestyle. He goes, no, no, no. Fast forwards the tape. This is his take two. Completely new lyrics, completely new chorus, completely. And I'm like, he just... he. I said, rappers, we have, you know, he goes, no, no, damn it. You don't understand. If he fast forwards again, and then it's take number three. And it's the same thing. Verse, chorus, verse, chorus, completely different. And he goes, and some of the words he's saying, uh, Matt says, I saw him. We were looking at that thing in the room and he incorporates that in his, he's, I'm like, you've got to be kidding (laughs) me. So this guy, he has it like that. I'm like okay, I have, you're going to have to show me. Cause you know, you got to show me. Yeah. I'm like, this is, this is, this is a lot to take in right now. I, I as and we met and it was totally cool. And he liked some of the other stuff that I was doing. Mm -hmm. He liked the, the production I was doing. He, he, he was like the raps that I was saying and we were just going back and forth and, you know, show and prove. Yeah. Always ready. You have to go, you know, and I'm, I'm putting stuff in front of him, I'm trying fast stuff, stuff. He, he's going. And this guy is really that guy, lyrically. So that's how we we meet. Mm-hmm. But before that, the one of the person that put me in a more professional kind of seat was Gordon Cyrus in the whole Breaking Bread movement. Mm-hmm. And so he had pulled together a bunch of talent, Ski included, young ADL from mm-hmm. Alma also included, uh, later, produced uh, music for uh, Latin Kings, his own mm-hmm. projects, and and things like that. So that's uh, when I started hearing labels, budgets, deals, and these kinds of things. And I started to get acclimated a bit, like within the business of what's going on and how to how to navigate. Um, uh, yeah. Also, where I meet David Byrne from the Talking Heads
1: burning down the
0: house Uh, also where I meet um Bob Power uh producer and mastering engineer for the Native Tongues how many Dian D'Angelo Jill Scott all that so uh, he's the first person Bob Powers that told me about young James Yancey you sound like James and then later when I meet Dilla I'm like that's who Bob Powell was talking I get it. Yeah. Dude. Cool. (laughs) Your,
2: your literal legacy between the number of people that you've met, worked with, collaborated with, inspired by, and like, it's just, dude, you are world, you are literally around the
0: world. Yeah. It's funny when, when I'm, bringing up all these things within this, you know, in in the framework of, of this cast here, you know, I hear myself saying it and it's, it's a lot, you know, normally it's not so condensed, (laughs) but yeah, yeah. I, I feel real, real lucky to be, to have been born where where I was Mm -hmm. When I had, where I went, where I landed and who it's just, I, I, I wouldn't have changed the thing. Yeah. You know, I, I'm fair. I, I count my blessings. I am very grateful. So you're pretty much, as you said,
2: like an ambassador for the culture now, both dance wise and music wise and everything in
0: between. What's next for Mr. Frost? I, 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 am still obsessed by music, mm-hmm. and in my mind, since I, I don't really live in the past. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think in the past. I like. I need. Like I'm, I'm super hungry. I, I need to get this off. I need to. I'm in my mind. I'm on some show and prove. I'm like people don't know I can. do I have to get this. Up. Um, I'm. That's how I'm thinking. I'm, I'm, I'm really hungry. I don't feel like ah, I've like I feel like I have a lot to do, yeah. and I get to it obsessively. It just occupies my mind all the time. I feel like I have something to do, like my purpose, like I need to be doing this. So um, right now, I'm working with a collective called Kunst Jood. Mm-hmm. which are a band of incredibly gifted um artists from the 3d world mm-hmm. graphic illustration as my my next door neighbors are, are like amazing visual artists that were doing collaborative projects uh putting my sounds and and music together with the imagery. And so we have something called the big wave surfers Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, and, and that's coming out. I'm, I'm mixing lots of music for my friends, uh, in the state, uh, Boswan, Mm -hmm. uh, Swedish people like the melody sisters, um, uh, uh, Anton, we call him Buju, Buju Anton, instead mm-hmm. of Buju Banton. Uh, uh, Rick Schizzo, uh, and, and some of these people were um, once upon students when I was teaching music production at Sri at the Modern Soul Academy mm-hmm. that many years later we're collaborating and still nice. making music. So I, I I feel very hungry to... to to get my music, uh, sound and visions out it it, because I've had the luxury of letting my dance finance my music interest, but not a lot of people know through the industry, Mm -hmm. like what I do and how long I've been doing it because I don't, you're not braggadocious about it so much. I I need to learn how to be though. (laughs) but it's it's you need to learn how to promote
2: more promote yourself more versus Mm -hmm. braggadociousness it's just right and comically speaking we had this conversation you say this to me all the time about my voice i'm not gonna have this conversation right now but no i'm gonna put you on blast (laughs) 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 yeah so you just need to open yourself up more to being like this is what i do just so you
0: know Yeah. 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 I'm I've social media has given me a nice little way Mm. to, to, to put the breadcrumbs out and let people figure it out. And then every once in a while I get, Ooh, you know, this is really good. You might have something here. Have you ever tried it? And I'm like, yeah, I've been doing it since. '89." (laughs) I know. And they're like, oh, okay. Do you know? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, but, um, but it's, it's nice. I, I'm, I'm, I am not jaded at all about uh, with my music creativity and stuff. Like I have a magical, wonderful, like uh, musical experience that I'm still very protective of. And I'm slowly... Yeah. Letting my babies out into the world, you know. Yeah. But I, uh, but it's it's very near and dear to me, mm-hmm. and I and I I I love it. So I'm super optimistic and hungry about uh, music and dance still. So let's go. That, the The things that have been on my, on on my plate are still on my plate. It's still the same stuff. I love this stuff. And uh, going back to the event where we just came from, mm-hmm. there was one the DJs very um, responsibly played music from different eras, Mm -hmm. different sections, different genres, different Mm -hmm. um, styles and such. And, and for me to hear like, Oh, that's my song. Like, (laughs) and, and see other people react to it. Mm -hmm. It's like that. It's like, okay, I'm not, I, I remember my grandfather trying to, hit me to the blues because mm-hmm. once you listen to this and i'm like that's not funky grandpa why are you doing what you trying to make me here i don't want to be grandpa trying to push the blues to these kids and <laughs> no one like identify so when i go to a, one of these events and and the music that is close to my heart i see it's received yeah by other people it's like it's like okay all right They still got funk in them. They like, they still feel like I feel it. you know, let's go. Let's go, David. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. All right.
2: So before we go, there's a special segment of mine. My last name's Gamble. Uh, So we got to play on that a little bit (laughs) in Gamble's green room. I bought a roulette table Mm. filled with 16 shot glasses. And each shot glass represents a question. Okay. So what happens is we spin the the magic roulette wheel of Gamble's Green Room. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. land on a question, and hopefully you feel comfortable with answering it. It's not it's not anything like shady or throwing people on the bus. It's just different stuff. So so, about
0: so so I so I choose red or black, or do I choose a number? No, I just spin, and whatever number comes up is what you answer. Okay. Just by the way, I'm just going to put this out there's no, if if this just so happens to to be so afterwards without me saying it no one will believe me so the number 23, 23. just <laughs> happens to happens to follow me a lot Yo, I so, will fr- okay
2: i will freak out because we had this conversation i will literally freak out if this happens right now why'd you guys throw it out, out okay yeah so so we try it we shall <laughs> uh, i don't now now i don't want to do this <laughs> all right hold on here we go No, thank God. Number five.
0: Okay. <laughs> which, which is a two and a three.
2: Uh, why you got to do that? I'm sorry. <laughs> number five. No, I've done this one. Oh, no, I don't want to do. Okay. <sighs> okay. Number five is a choreo or job you like that you wish you had done or anything you would have changed. Or do you want to do another question?
0: No, I'll do this one. Okay. Um. There's one video by Janet Jackson called hmm. Nasty Boys where um they the Yeah, but the but it's 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 the, the guys that are like on the street mm-hmm. that that have the newspaper out of the Jackson, and they look a little little hobo-ish. Yeah. And they do this locking routine. Jazzy J is in it. Uh I love that. I wish I would have did that thing, that routine, that locking routine, but that is just, it's, it's beautiful and it's very unorthodox. Mm. So I, I wouldn't have changed the thing. I, I just yeah. wish I would have thought of that first. Simple yeah. enough.
2: Nice. Yeah. Anything else you want to let the people know about you before we go?
0: Mm. Of course, I'm going to remember a bunch of things after Yeah, hey, <laughs> but yeah, we can, we but, can do uh, this again. We, we just, again,
2: we, we okay. couldn't go through half the stuff that we ever talk about. That's the yep. thing. Like there's so much, there's so much information that we can go through. You can't do it in one. So if you want to do it again, yeah. just be like, yo, bro, I'm ready. My honor. My honor. The, the honor is all Any, mine. Okay. Uh, all
0: right, let so, me see. What do I, what, what do I want to say? Um, um, just, uh, possibly to, to keep, uh, in ear out for, uh, the music that I'll be releasing soon. Okay. Different project name. Just, uh, I'll have it up on my, on my media, but I'm going to start putting out some music. So with
2: that being said, where can they find you on social media? What's your Insta?
0: Um, it's Damon Frost. There's uh, on, on, on IG Instagram, is just Damon Mm -hmm. Frost. Um, on, um, Uh, Facebook, if if there's any dinosaurs like me out there that that refuse to give up this medium, uh, Damon Frost as as well. There's one that says Damon Frost Full. Uh, that's because you're only limited to a certain amount of friends you can have. And I have another account, but it's just Damon Frost. You, you'll see me in, in, in the big old cheesy face. Yeah. You'll see me. <laughs> He's so legendary.
2: He needs two yeah. profile pages yeah. on Facebook. Uh, do you have a music page like
0: a SoundCloud or like? a? I do. I, I have uh, uh, the SoundCloud hasn't been updated in a while, but I do. I have I have a SoundCloud and a Mixcloud, and uh, SoundCloud is also Damon Frost. What's the Mixcloud? Uh, Damon Frost. Yeah. I had to keep it simple. <laughs> keep it simple, y'all. Keep it simple. Yeah. That's called brand. Mix, Mixcloud has changed its format, in the uh, but you can find um, some fun stuff okay. on SoundCloud. Yeah, nice. I have, have mixtapes and some of the releases I did on Accidental uh, Matthew Herbert's UK label. Some mm. of that stuff there.
2: Mm. Okay, listen, mm-hmm. y'all. Find, find find the man, the legend, Mr. Damon Frost, Ooh. Ooh. Instagram at Damon Frost, <laughs> Facebook, Damon Frost or Damon Frost Full, depending on where you fall in the line of how many people he has on Friends and on SoundCloud, Damon Frost. And then also, if you're not doing it already, make sure you're following at Gamble's Green Room on Instagram to stay up to date of who my guests are, some background information on them, some behind the scene clips, and some fun goodies. And also, as you know, stay t- stay tuned to uh, Gamblesgreenroom.com because we will were, go- we're going to be releasing some Gamble Green Room merchandise coming out soon, mm. probably around the new year. Just after the holiday season. So once mm. y'all get y'all bank accounts lived up again, you could be rocking the gamble. Green room stuff, I'm saying, y'all.
1: <laughs>
2: Frost, big bruh. It is absolutely a pleasure to talk to you again. Uh, I'm pretty sure somebody's going to call us in the next couple of weeks to do another lecture together.
0: <laughs> Let's keep go. The,
2: keep the masses educated.
0: Yeah, educated.
2: Educated somehow is mm. done. And... Mm maybe the, are you going to come to Hip Hop Revolution in Gothenburg at the end of the month
0: I'm going to try I'm I'm, I'm head deep in a project uh, with Kultu Husset called Akutan ah, okay. I'm doing the, the sound design and stuff so it depends a little bit on that schedule but I'll try to definitely support Nice, uh, Eddie and Julian yeah,
2: yeah man yeah. and either way we'll be in touch that's what we do yes Yeah. thank you so much for being here love you big bro we'll do it again love soon you we got more information coming later Mike G! Yeah, yeah. yeah. See mm-hmm. you soon. That's friend.